Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, part of the Fan-Sided Podcast Network. Now... Please welcome your host, Adam Patrick. All right, welcome to the Viking Age podcast, the official podcast for thevikingage.com. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for the Viking Age. Before we get started today, make sure to follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. The site's username on Twitter is at the Viking Age, and you can follow the site's Facebook page by heading to facebook.com slash the Viking Age. All right, on today's show is Chris Shad. He writes for us here at the Viking Age, as well as some other outlets uh, covering the Vikings. He's here to help us uh, kind of talk a little bit about, about the Packers, because that's who's playing this week, uh, the Vikings and Packers, on Sunday night football uh, in cold Lambeau. expected to be very cold, uh, you know, in the north United States in, you know, almost January. Well, I guess it will be January. So a uh, big shock that it's going to be cold outside uh, in January. Um, but uh, welcome back to the show, Chris. Are you, are you just super excited for Sunday night's game? I don't think I get excited for any Vikings game anymore. Like, <laughs> I don't mean to be negative right off the bat, but this team has just sucked all the joy and sure, enthusiasm. Sure. This team doesn't have any joy to begin with. So they, they, the team itself, especially last week, they talk about, you know, lack of energy and stuff. And they're like, I don't know where I, it was. I, it must have been like a sitcom. Just having Justin Jefferson walk into the locker room, just all jazzed up. Like yeah. we got a shot at the playoffs, open up that locker room door and just see everybody like, eh, <laughs> <laughs> like you gotta think this guy's from LSU. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Joe Burrow, uh, Jamar chase, yep. you know, Clyde Edwards, Lair, that high powered offense, like they had to be jacked every game and, you know, chance to get into the playoffs, make some noise and nobody gives a crap for sure. So yeah, if they had, a slight bit more, you know, energy, aggressiveness, as Justin Jefferson talked about. Maybe they do, and maybe they do stop, you know, the Rams from getting a punt return touchdown. Um, maybe they do score more than 10 points off of three uh, Matt Stafford interceptions, two of which they got the ball within, like, the 12-yard line. Um, so, yeah, it was... Uh, but it was the fans' fault. <laughs> it was the fans' Yeah, it was the fans' fault, and... I talked about it with Adam Carlson on, on the last episode about, you know, possibly being like a Christmas kind of hangover because typically on Saturdays, players just get the day off to relax, whatever, and get ready for the game. But that Saturday was Christmas and they probably had to be with like their families and stuff and be all stressed out. So I'm like, maybe that had to do with it. But at the same time, you're a professional. athlete. The Rams look fine. Yeah, you're a professional athlete and you should be able to, you know, motivate yourself enough uh, to play for three hours during the day. All right, so the Vikings and Packers on Sunday in Lambeau, Sunday night. Uh, believe it or not, 
the Vikings are three and zero against the Packers on Sunday night under Mike Zimmer. Um, so they've they've never lost to the Packers on Sunday night since Zimmer's been there. Uh, I believe two of those games were in Minnesota, though. Um, I think the Packers last time I checked were favored by six and a half. It seems I don't know. I feel like it's a little high because the Vikings have beat them in the last two games. But and it's a rivalry game, but the Packers are clearly better than the Vikings, so I can understand it. But looking at the Packers and the Vikings, Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins, which quarterback has a better chance of returning to their team next season? Um, <laughs> you know, I feel so. Kirk's decision is out of his hands. I think, right. like, right. he can't say, "Hey, I'd like to stay in Minnesota," because either this current regime, if it's a, if it's still in place. Or the new regime would be like, can just say, well, screw you, we're trading you. Mm-hmm. Like Aaron Rodgers, basically, if the Packers go up to him and be like, what do you want to do? And he says, I want to go somewhere else. I want to retire. Like there, if he says, I'd like to stay here, the Packers aren't going to go, well, we want to trade you anyway. Like <laughs> he is their team. Yeah. And with Jordan Love not looking great, I mean, they're going to let Rodgers play as long as he wants, I think. Um, I think for... The Vikings, it's what do they want to do? This has no impact on what Kirk Cousins wants. This is all about what the Vikings want to do and what direction they go in. So I'll say Aaron Rodgers. Has a better chance of being on the Packers? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that because at this point, he's been given a lot of things that he's asked for from the Packers as far as skill players, um, defensive players, I mean, a a better head coach, like what, what does he want? I saw a rant by like Dominique Foxworth or whatever. I think it was yesterday on ESPN about how Aaron Rodgers keeps trying to play like this victim card with, with whatever it is. And it's like, dude, you, you have everything. Like what, (laughs) what, what, what do you need? I think his biggest beef is with Mark Murphy, the CEO. Um, I don't think it's with Gutenkunst anymore. because he's actually built a really good roster around him. And it's definitely not with LaFleur. I mean, people kind of joked, or at least I did when LaFleur was hired, that Rodgers would just mistake him for the Gatorade boy. But LaFleur has turned out to be a pretty solid coach. I don't know if that's a product of having Aaron Rodgers on your team, which certainly doesn't hurt. Um, But I, I think his issues are higher up in the organization and I don't know if after this season, like I could see Rodgers, if they win the Super Bowl, I could see him just go like, okay, I'm going to go host Jeopardy or mm-hmm. launch my own Joe Rogan podcast mm-hmm. or something like that. <laughs> like, I think Aaron Rodgers would just be content with another ring and mm-hmm. right off into the sunset. I mean, if I were a quarterback, that'd be an awesome way to go out. Go mm-hmm. out a champ. That's good for them, but they're not going to win the Super Bowl because they can't get past the nfc championship so um will sunday night be mike zimmer's last trip to lambo as the head coach of the vikings it has to be yeah it, it has to be and i'm hearing things you know i was listening to score north which i'm sure some people listening on is like a dirty word but uh, it's just a source <laughs> like score north was talking that or actually this was Darren Wolfson of KSTP TV. He said that the Wolves are undecided about Zimmer. And I think the only reason that they would be undecided 
is they don't know which side to go on because I think either Zimmer or Cousins is going to be here next year, but I don't think it's both. Like they they can't run it back with both of them because they're just not a fit. They're not a fit. And I wrote about it last year too. I wrote an article at Zone Coverage that said uh, this town isn't big enough for Mike Zimmer and Kirk Cousins because they just don't mesh. Their personalities don't mesh. What they want as an offense don't mesh. Like everything about them is like cliche time, oil and water. Like they just don't mix and they can't get on the same page. And I think that clash has bled down to the rest of the team. So you see guys before a game where playoff positioning is at stake, come out flat and look like they don't want to be there and everything else. Like this just doesn't look like, it looks like everybody's tired of this. And I think that if they stuck with status quo, yeah, I, I think that it would be the same. It, it just, it would be a stale product. Yeah. I've got, I go back and forth because I've heard, I've heard rumors and stuff from people who've got connections to the Vikings that, yeah, it is, they're probably going to pick one or the other, um, cousins mm-hmm. or Zimmer. Um, and yeah, they just don't, don't know. And everyone right now is just like kind of pointing fingers at each other and like saying, like, give state in their case pretty much to why they should go or why they should stay over the other person. Um, and I and I go back and forth because I look at Zimmer and I look how he was able to be successful before Kirk Cousins was there. Um, and then I look at Kirk Cousins' career with his success being pretty much the same wherever he's been pretty much almost every year except for 2019 when you know the Vikings won 10 games. And that was a season where he had like the least amount of passes in a season in his career. So what, what does that say about, you know, Kirk Cousins and the Vikings are in desperate need of cap space next year and trading Cousins frees up $35 million. So I just go back and forth. I'm kind of curious to see if Mike Zimmer can go back to being successful. He's got two years left on his deal. Um, you know, can he get this team? Can he take that money from getting rid of Cousins and and get the team back to being this, you know, gritty defense, defensive first run game thing where where I look at Cousins and, and people are like, you bring an offensive mind and he can get the best out of Cousins. And I'm like, he's worked with Sean McVay. He's worked with Kevin Stefanski. He's worked with Gary Kubiak, like all these offensive minds. He's the same guy. He's not going to change. It doesn't matter who's telling him what to do. He's not going to change. It reminds me of Kyle Gibson with the twins. Yeah. Like, Every time it would, I would just hear, look at Gibby battle, battle Gibby out there, six innings. You know, he doesn't have his best stuff, but he's always going to battle. And someday he's going to get over the hump. And it's like, what hump are you talking about? Because this guy's like 33 years old. Now, Kyle Gibson got traded to the Rangers and became an all-star. I think he's with Philadelphia now. But when I look at cousins, it's like this, this is who this dude is. This is one of many snake oil salesmen that are on the Vikings right now because they sell us that this team can get better and this team can compete for a championship. And yet it's the same damn thing every year. And I think we finally reached a point where That's everybody's like he's, he's texting. you. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just, it, it's the same thing. Like if yep. they do it, it's just going to be the, you know, 7,000 draft picks in the seventh round and <laughs> another defensive spending spree. Mm-hmm. And you know, drafting more offensive linemen or rookies in general that Mike Zimmer doesn't want to play. Right. 
It's it's everything. Yeah, it's yeah. I, I don't know. I, like I said, I go back and forth because because you look at Cousins too. Like, what are their options if they get rid of him? They're, they're I don't know what the Vikings do. Do you trade for some another veteran who has a better track record? Do you uh, do you draft someone? Do you pay Kellen Mond? Do you s- sign someone like Ryan Fitzpatrick or something to like as a bridge quarterback? Like, it's like the, I don't know. I don't know is, what they do if they if they take a rookie. Like, I don't think this staff can develop him. No, like no. this this staff is terrible at developing players across the board. It started really well with. You know, he took Xavier Rhodes to another level. He took Harrison Smith to another yeah, level. Uh, Trey Trey Wayne's another guy. I, I'm just thinking of secondary in general. Like, if they take a quarterback with the idea of developing, like Teddy Bridgewater wasn't even developing when they had him, and he was yeah. working with Norv Turner. Yeah. So, like to take like Malik Willis was uh, mocked by Eric yeah, Eager, right? a Pro Football Focus. Yeah. yeah. Like, do you? <laughs> You think Clint Kubiak can turn Malik Willis into uh all pro quarterback? Because I don't think so. Yeah. I, I, I mean that's I, the thing too. I, like think, yeah. I feel like it's hard to evaluate people like Clint Kubiak and stuff because Kirk Cousins is just is just so set in his ways of of doing things a specific way and he doesn't want to get go outside that box. Like how are we even supposed to evaluate someone like Clint Kubiak when He's calling his plays that might work, but Cousins is like, no, I'm just going to check down Alexander Madison on third and seven, you know, anyways, because that's a safer play. That's going to keep my completion percentage up. Um, So, like, all these variables, like, it's so difficult. Like, I feel like so many people want to blame so many other people besides Kirk Cousins. And it's like, who's the one consistent factor in all this? And why are we just deciding to ignore it because of the, uh, you know, the empty calories of stats that he puts up every year. And it's going back to Washington. Like Jake yeah. Gruden said stuff like this too. Like we have Pierre Garcon, we have Deshaun Jackson and Kirk. Sometimes Kirk has to throw it up. And, you know, it's funny. We're playing the Packers this week because that was the game where Kirk threw it up. He almost had he two did. interceptions, he but he yeah. also had 340 yards and three touchdowns. Like boomer bust. Like sometimes, you know, Bruce Arians, no risk it, no biscuit, right? Like you got to throw it up, especially, especially when your top receivers are Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, yeah. throw it up. And Zimmer complimented Cousins after that game for being aggressive and being like, who cares if you throw an interception? And Cousins responded by being like, I don't want to throw an interception. Yeah. Like, that's your response. <laughs> Come on. You just played like the best game in your life. And you're like, uh, I don't, I don't want to throw an interception. I don't, I don't like when that happens. And it's like. What you just beat like the best team in the NFC, and your response is, "Oh, well, I, I don't, I don't want to play like that all the time because I might get, you know, some more interceptions, and you know, that might make my stats look bad, so I can't get as much money from, you know, a free agent or whatever." It's just like, what, what? I don't understand. Like he just, he if you want to make, if he wants to make a lot of money, go ahead. I don't care, but don't, don't sit there and be like, "I'm this team player. I'm all about winning and stuff." Because it's starting to seem like you're not. You're gonna you're gonna be 500 and, and have this like impression. Give this impression out to the public. Like, oh, it's not me. I, look at I'm, look at my stats. It's everyone else on the team. It's like he's no. got a lot of <laughs> he's got a lot of um, Ryan Suter vibes to him, kind yeah. of. Yeah. And I and I've compared 
you know, it, it's been tossed out. Like anybody who watches hockey and the Vikings had tossed this out between the Vikings and the wild, but like Ryan Suter, like there, there's a story that he looked at his stats during intermissions, like for ice time, oh, like wow. yep, ice time looks good. Like, don't you see Kirk is like the same person? Because I mean, he just feels like he lives his life in his own little bubble, which is funny and ironic because <laughs> of, you know what, but I mean, it's just like, I am Kirk cousins and I make all this money and I live with my family and I, I cook textureless meat and I <laughs> drive my grandma's minivan and everything else. And like, yep. I, I don't understand how people just think this guy can't do anything wrong. Yeah. Like nothing is wrong. Like nothing is his fault. But then like people just expect, like he expects all pro players everywhere. He expects everybody else to raise him up, which that's not how it works when you're making thir <clears throat> excuse me, 35, $45 million a year. You have to put your big boy pants on and bring the team up. But instead, he needs an all-pro offensive line, all-pro receivers, all-pro running <laughs> back, all-pro tight ends, all-pro defense. He needs a cabana boy feeding, feeding him a pina colada, fanning him <laughs> off as he throws a three-yard check down to C.J. Ham. Like this, and this guy just is unlikable to the nth degree. He is a robotic, just complete. I, I want to say stooge. He's just a stooge because he has his head so far in his own little bubble that you can't see the light of day and see, man, if I throw it up, the, my team's going to win and we can win it. No way. And, and people always shoot back. I, I'm going on a rant here. I'm sorry. But I mean, people always shoot back. He could be Joe Flacco. He could get hot in the playoff. No, he won't because <laughs> he, he's incapable. The one playoff when they had, you know what the Vikings did in the fourth quarter? They said, we don't trust Kurt to close out this game. So we're going to run Dalvin Cook. Yeah. And the Saints came back. If it weren't for that coin flip, Kirk Cousins still wouldn't have a playoff win. But you're going to ram stats down my throat like Kirk Cousins next to Dan Marino, whatever. This isn't fantasy freaking football. This is the this is real life football where you <laughs> need your quarterback to have a, men, a winning mentality. And yet here we are again, seven and eight, eight and seven, seven and nine, whatever. I guess it, 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 we're not the Jets. That That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Hey, but Q QB wins, so they're not a stat. They're not. They're not a stat. Because teams don't. What, what do you need to win the, the Super Bowl? Do you the, need to actually win the game? Because that would be a quarterback. Buck, I don't know. The Bucks didn't get significantly better when they got Tom Brady. The Packers aren't right. significantly better when Aaron Rodgers is on the field. The Chiefs, they they don't need Patrick Mahomes. Uh, the Ravens, you know, they're they're fine without Lamar Jackson. QB wins don't matter. Uh, they just have the ball in their hands more than any other player on the field. But QB wins don't matter. It's the rest of the team. Yes, it is a combination of the entire team. But the quarterback has the most impact on their team. Like, if you, you can say, well, the run, you look at Jonathan Taylor on the Colts, and you can say maybe he has more impact than Carson Wentz. You can say that at times. But if Carson Wentz plays terrible, I think actually he did have a terrible game. I think the Patriots or something, mm -hmm. and they still won. But more times, more often than not, if Carson Wentz plays terrible, the Colts are not winning. Yeah, and that's that's been part of their run or whatever. They've been going on winning what like eight out of the last ten, as he's been pretty good. Uh, yeah, and hasn't been you know shooting themselves in the foot, and that's what you need. Like, like just just it it depends on the quarterback, and I I don't like the pe when people just immediately brush away that 
QB wins is not a stat. It's not a stat when it doesn't support your argument. That's when it's not a stat. And yeah. I think PFF actually has a stat that's like they have their own. They have a, a, a war for football. Um, mm-hmm. You know, typically they I think that's they have it for baseball. Um, yeah, but they do have it for, for football. And guess what it determined? It determined that quarterbacks had the most impact on wins. It's weird. Uh, like yeah. an ana- analytics company that s- people seem to turn to as like the end all be all, they have determined that quarterbacks uh, have the most impact on the outcomes of games. All right, moving on. How much does Rick Spielman deserve for the lack of success, or how much blame does Rick, Rick Spielman deserve for the lack of success during the Kirk Cousins era? If we want to talk about people playing fantasy football, Rick Spielman belongs in that conversation because. I mean, here's the thing. Yeah, he's whipped on a lot of draft picks and like the seventh round thing is a joke. Like this guy had the same essay as Daniil Hunter in third grade. What do you (laughs) want to be when you grow up? A football player. Wow, let's take him. He didn't have a sack in college, but let's draft him in the third round. Like there's a personnel type thing. And then there's a personality thing, which the Vikings claim they have this huge grip on. But I, I mean, the personalities in this locker room right now clash. And I'll go back to after the Steelers game, a photo on the team website had this group of Vikings. It was like Cameron Nansler, Patrick Peterson. Um, I think. Uh, yeah, they're all in the end zone. Say right? Holden Hill. Yeah, they're all in the end zone. So they're all celebrating. It's a group of guys who had only Chris been here Boyd. for one or two years. And you look over to the right. Chris Boyd was the guy I was thinking of. Thank you. You look over to the right, and there's Harrison Smith looking like he just wants a beer or something. Like, get me out of here. And I feel like the Team Zim guys, the Anthony Bars, the Harrison Smiths, the um, yeah Eric Kendricks, Kendricks to a lesser degree. But, I mean, that whole group seems to clash big time with the new guys that the Vikings have brought in. And, you know, that that's on the general manager. You have to – and analyze like even not to get back on cousins again, but you have to realize that Kirk is kind of bubble boy when it comes to his personality and won't work well with a head coach like Mike Zimmer. You have to realize he's saying Jeff Gladney. Je- like yeah. th- the reason they drafted Jeff Gladney was because he tore his meniscus uh, before the combine and ran on it anyway. And like Zimmer was like, yeah, that's my corner. <laughs> I want him tough and gritty, just like Jeff Gladney. Except it was a little too gritty because we all know what happened to Jeff Gladney, didn't we? So did that's go, on did, the general manager they, as well. Did they pick him before. Was that the same year as Jair Alexander? No, that was a different one. My God. But that was the Antoine Winfield Jr. year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They took him over Antoine and, Winfield and Trayvon, Diggs. and Trayvon Diggs, who they might have passed on because uh, <laughs> his last name. <laughs> That's a good chance. This, eh, eh. Um, but yeah, it's like a reasonable way for well, reason to pass, right? You look at when they got Kirk Cousins in 2018, they probably figured, okay, we got like two years before with this current group before we kind of got to blow things up because Cousins contract is going to force us to get rid of some people that we probably would like to keep, but they're just going to be too expensive. And they did that. They got rid of Xavier Rhodes and Vaughn Joseph, who are still starting, by the way, uh, in the NFL and playing at a pretty high level, I feel like. Um, And they had to rely more on the draft and rely more on younger players, something that Mike Zimmer did not like. 
Uh, during his first few years with the Vikings, he did not play younger players. Trey Waynes, I feel like it took him three years to get mm-hmm. on the field as a full-time starter. Mackenzie Alexander, pretty much the same thing. Um, so he's got to play these young guys, inexperienced players who would rather like to do what they do in Madden or whatever, or whatever their training coach in the offseason tells them to do instead of what Mike Zimmer wants them to do. And it's cost the Vikings, and it's – it's not Mike Zimmer's defense hasn't worked because of this inexperience and because of the players not willing to buy in. And and that falls on Spielman as well. Sheldon Richardson mentioned something about that earlier. this Freelancing. Year, that, yeah. Yep. A lot of players have been freelancing and you go back to 2016 when the secondary went rogue on oh, Mike yeah. Zimmer. Captain I Ireland. feel, yep. I feel like all of these guys on one year deals have signed in order sure. to enhance their own value. For sure. And that's not to say, I don't think that they care if the team wins or not, but they are very much like cousins. If I get my stats and I get everything right, I'm going to get paid next off season. And what has happened is you have a whole bunch of guys pulling in different directions and the Vikings defense is trash once again. Yeah. And they're on one year deals. So not maybe they're maybe they're less willing to, you know, put their shoulder into a guy or make a or dive buy in, in. Dive, yeah, or, or a diving play because they know they're on one year deal. And if they get hurt significantly, maybe that might hurt their chance of getting a, a multi-year deal in 2022 or getting a big, bigger deal. I, I thought it was interesting that it came out a little while ago that Patrick Peterson is interested in re-signing uh, with the Vikings. And I'm like, he is like I thought he was here. I thought he was with the Vikings, the one year deal, get back on track and go out and get as much money as possible, which I yeah. still think is possible. And may, but maybe he wants to that to be with the Vikings. Maybe he likes uh, Mike Zimmer because Patrick Pearson's been pretty good uh, for the Vikings. He's been all right for the most part. Yeah, like he he's clearly their best corner. I mean, but that's not saying much. Yes. Um, but yeah, you brought you bring in guys like. The thing with like Bashad Breeland, they brought him in in what, like June or July? So yeah. he, he missed like minicamp and stuff to really and, learn all that stuff that he probably should have as far as Zimmer's system goes. And then he's like, nah, I'll do whatever I want. And he was in the facility, left, and went on a tour. And all these other teams said, no, thank you. And the Vikings were oh, like, yeah, all right, let's bring yep. him in. Like, I, and the whole thing of keeping him ahead of Cameron Dantzler is just weird. Like, Dantzler is yeah. not a lockdown corner, but my God, like, Breland, just kind of his personality. Again, that's on Spielman. Mm-hmm. The way he was playing on the field, it, it just felt like the Vikings should have pulled the trigger there sooner. And, and that just didn't happen. And I think that might have cost him a couple of wins here over For the sure. course. Of the I season. think Zimmer's maybe trying to do the same thing with dancer that he did with guys like Waynes and Alexander were like, I'll give you a chance. And you know, if you mess it up, then you're, you're probably not going to play. Like you look at the lions game where they lost in overtime dancers lined up in the end zone. Yeah. Uh, and you know, that's something that he can learn from, but that's something that wouldn't probably wouldn't have happened if they had, you know, more veterans on the field. Maybe if they had Jeff Gladney, um, out there, but, yeah, that, <laughs> we can't really predict that. Um, all right, looking looking back at 2021 in general, since New Year's Eve is on Friday, New Year's Day is on Saturday, what would you say the better Vikings moment in 2021 was? Justin Jefferson going off on the Packers in Week 11 or 
Daniil Hunter returning to the field after a year off and looking just as dominant, you know, aside from him getting injured. But in the games that he played, he looked pretty darn good. I would go with Justin Jefferson going yeah. off on the Packers. Like yeah. Aaron Nagler said after the Super Bowl the, thing. Yeah, the whole Super Bowl thing. Like, oh, you won your Super Bowl. And we all kind of <laughs> laughed at him because they're like, ah, you're so bad. You lost. But it was so true. It was so <laughs> true because, like, that was the one game I think where I actually got excited. Yeah. Like, I, the, Times that I've been excited watching the Vikings this season have been few and far between. I think of the Arizona game, the beginning of that game with the KJ Osborne touchdown. I think of Jefferson going off against the Packers. The Ravens. And, when they and went up a lot. Not even because yeah. I, I knew how it was going to end. Yeah. My, my enthusiasm with this team, like you want to talk about memorable moments. It's losing to Cooper Rush on Sunday night. <laughs> That's it. That is and the, the Lions. enemy of this season. And the Lions. Yes. But but the Dallas loss was where you yeah, knew this was yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. Walking, I went to that game and I just remember that last pass where Kirk's under pressure. You need to throw it to the end zone to get a win. And his his solution is to throw it out of bounds. And I turned around. I did you not? <laughs> I am a guy with a long history of loud, aggressive F bombs. This was the loudest, most aggressive f bomb <laughs> I have ever dropped in public in my life. Now, there's a private sector sector that's another thing, but I mean, I was so angry. I walked out of that game, and I, the Just Bombs production song was playing in my head. You know, <laughs> rap ain't gonna give me a scholarship, blah, blah, blah. and like, <laughs> like that was it. That was over. That that's when it was. Like that is the most memorable moment for me. Is that the Vikings lost and changes need to be made and still the Vikings are sitting here going like I don't know do we keep Zimmer like what yeah like and then uh what, after, they, after they beat the Packers they went out the following weekend lost to the 49ers and uh, Kirk starts short-circuiting yeah and he threw that pick and he's yeah. like I think you can't throw more picks like yeah. that and they so, lost to the Lions uh, and then they went up 29 nothing on the Steelers and almost lost that game <laughs> so it's been good since they yeah. beat the Packers everything's gone just great because Kirk do Cousins get- doesn't want to throw interceptions Here's my question for you. And and maybe this is where I'm asking if I'm being a curmudgeon here. Do you get excited watching games right now? Because I don't. I Uh, I don't. At this point, if the Vikings were going to get blown out, I'd kind of feel relieved because I'm sick of (laughs) everything coming down to the final two minutes. And I'm like, I know how this is going to end. It's not going to be good. But like, and here's just get blown out so I can have the, the rest of the day to myself. Here's the thing, too. Like I was watching the Pittsburgh, Kansas city game last week and I was jealous of the Steelers. They got hammered 36 to 10, but you know what that does that reinforces you need changes. Like the more the Vikings play in one possession games, which I think, what is it? 14 out of 15 games have been decided by one possession. Like if they just went out and the Packers just steamrolled them, like absolutely embarrassed them. That might like send the signal to the castle where Ziggy has Princess Toadstools captured in like, oh man, we, we should probably do something different here. Like read here. Here's what I want. Just read the damn room. Like you talk to Viking fans, Viking fans are the most prideful, loyal fans in the NFL. Yeah. They're, they're going to come back. Like they stick around. They always come back, but 
talking to so many people and hearing so many people say that I'm, I'm not excited about this team like me, like it's startling. And like, if you're the Wolves, you have to sit there and you go, okay, like the people that throw down hundreds of dollars to come see, pay 15 bucks for a beer, all that stuff. They are pissed off. Like a majority of them. There's some that are living their little world. Like, Oh, we're not the jets and blah, blah, blah. But Mm -hmm. I mean, most of them are pretty annoyed at what they're seeing. And Mm -hmm. I, and I think that, you know, I mean, in my case, like, why would I want to drop down money to go to a Vikings game? Yeah, People feels, go, it, but... It feels a lot like um, like 2018 felt, where they had a bunch of... Ex- I'm not saying their expectations this year were as high, but the talent that they have, they, they could have done a lot of things. And I think some people actually went, picked them to win the division. But you look back at 2018, and people were like, oh, they're going to the Super Bowl. And uh, they didn't even make the playoffs. They are a bunch of liars, is what they are. <laughs> like, that's a strong word, but it's so true. Like they're liars because they they sit there and they do things that, okay, we're all in this season. We're going to sign everybody to one-year deals and everything yeah. else. And against the Steelers, Dalvin Cook's got two bad shoulders. We're going to give him 40 carries. And, <laughs> you know, Cook, Cook's on shows going, hey, I'll do anything what it takes to win. And then like half the roster is unvaccinated and like <laughs> they'll kick field goals when they shouldn't. And like, you know, all this stuff, it's like, they refuse, like, go back another year. Look at 2020 when this whole rebuild thing really should have started. The Vikings decided to sign a whole bunch of, you know, the, the Ngakwe trade. That's an all-in move. Yeah. But then you start, like, Mike Hughes and Holton Hill at cornerback, and, like, you try to do this youth movement, and it doesn't work and everything else. They are so afraid of pushing the dial all the way and, like, just whiffing completely. And I would argue this is an even bigger whiff to – Act like you did during the offseason and then turn around and just half ass it. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's a, it's been a disappointing year, but sticking along that theme, let's look at one of the the, the two wor- two of the worst moments uh from twenty twenty one. We'll stay away from the ones that involve police. Uh so yeah. uh sticking to more of on field stuff. Uh what what was the worst moment for the Vikings in twenty twenty one signing? Bashad Breland, or trading a fourth round pick for tight end Chris Herndon, who it's I believe be has his like he's what got like five catches this year probably. Like the funny thing about the Chris Herndon deal is like everybody knew he sucked. <laughs> he's got four like, catches. Gonna, that's four. another. That's another way they've got half assed. Yeah, it's another half ass thing because there were rumors they were going after Dallas Goddard, which I don't understand why. Like. Oh my God, our second tight end position. We were going to have Tyler Conklin there. And now he's got to step up. And what do we do? Like, <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. It's a tight end. Like, and plus, you had KJ Osborne stepping up the entire mm-hmm. offseason. You had yeah. to look at him and be like, okay, he can do some of the stuff that Irv Smith Jr. does. But instead, they're like, we have to have two tight ends. Who is playing second tight end? It's not even Herndon, is it? Isn't it Luke Stocker? Yeah. A guy they picked up. Like, if, if they were just going to do that, why didn't they just. Hit the waiver wire beforehand. And they just released Brandon Dillon um, after, yeah. they, after they re-signed Kyle Sloter. <laughs> I forgot about that. They re-signed Kyle Sloter. Uh, good for him. Good for Sloter. But it's is funny that he's come back, which I believe How? they originally got rid of him because Kirk Cousins didn't want him in there because he was actually, he could take his job if Kirk Cousins did bad. Actually, so part of that too was Sloter didn't know the playbook. 
So he just made a Did play, and then half yeah. half the receivers were going one direction, half the receivers were going over, and he's like, screw it. I'm just going to run around and make a play. And when you're in the fourth quarter of a preseason game, that'll work. Right. When you're at Lambeau Field, like if they threw Kyle Slaughter in against the Packers on Sunday Ooh. Night Football and had him <laughs> run around and do all that stuff, and they just got stopped, like that would it, it would it would do two things. It would, hey, wow, that's a blowout. That's a really bad loss. And why didn't you put Kellen Mond in? The guy that you took with a third round pick. Like their third round. Let let me throw this in there. Their third round is so freaking awful. Like it's (laughs) four guys. They went in. in Yeah, four guys. Quality over quality. That's the Rick Spielman way, isn't it? Like they went in there and treated it like it was NBA draft. You know, like NBA teams, they'll go into a draft like the Flip Saunders looked at Giannis. I can't even say his last name. He looked at him and he's just like, yeah, too skinny, whatever. That won't out. Give me Shabazz Muhammad. And then <laughs> Giannis got in the weight room and now he's a basketball god. Yeah. Like that's how the Vikings expect that. But when, again, when you are going all in on a season like the Vikings did, you need to find immediate impact players. So what do they do? They draft a project quarterback in Kellen Mond. Fine. I didn't hate the pick. I'm not a big Kellen Mond fan to begin with, but whatever. Um, their second pick, Chaz Surratt, a 24-year-old project linebacker. Former 24. And a former quarterback. Hell, why would they throw him in if Kirk goes down? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Wyatt Davis showed up overweight to Trinity Camp. And they maybe he's a guy that fell to the wrath of Zimmer and young players, but sure. he's not in there. And then you have Patrick Jones, who whatever. I, I mean, you know, the other picks that they made, Janarius Robinson, remember him? Torn ACL. Uh, who was the guy that was the tight end slash punter? Like Zach Davidson? Was oh, that his yeah, name? yeah, 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 yeah. Jalen Twyman got shot six times or whatever it was. That's, Not the Vikings' fault. No, no. But, but I mean, it, it, it's another whiff. It yeah, still yeah, counts. Yeah. Like, that whole draft class is so bad. Like, when your best player probably – I mean, it's probably Christian Derisov, but I mean, your second best player is a kick returner who probably could contribute on offense, but your offense is too stubborn to like find a role for him. Yeah, but they, yeah, they run that whole draft. They they run him in the line like he's CJ Ham. Yeah. I, I don't even get excited about Viking draft classes anymore because it's like the the third day picks or he's like, look at this guy. He could be a gem because we took Stefan Diggs a couple years ago. And I'm just like, (laughs) Dude, like, just tell me who it is. Like, I only do three round mock draft simulations because the last four rounds are pointless because they're gonna take a guy <laughs> from Davidson College or whatever it is. Uh, some, no, C- Central Missouri. That's what it was, or some, something. Some small school the that you never heard of, and they're like, "This is the next uh, Jerry Rice." You never, because you never heard <sighs> of Jerry Rice's school. Um, all right, that's all I got for you today. The last podcast of the year. Uh, where can people follow you on Twitter, Chris? I'm at the real Krishad, and then you can follow my podcast at the Homer Horn. So, uh, you got stuff on the Viking Age and what zone coverage? Bring me the news. Yes, that it. it? Starting to think there's another one, but yes, I think those are the three. Okay, go check that out. Go go check out all his his content. Go check out the Viking Age. Follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. Subscribe to this podcast on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. But until next time, until next year, we will talk to you later.
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.